matters. And it doesn't matter if nothing matters. And while you be, be true. And if you won't, fuck you. Burn your clothes. Open the wine. Close your eyes. Freeze time. You're officially welcome to grab your crutches. Synchronize your watches and promise a couple scotches. People still in statues can't catch you. Oh, what's up, everybody? That's right. It's time for Nerdin' and Learning. This is episode 12. Uh, it's me, old Papa Nate. Um, it is the 28th of May, 20, 2018. Excuse me. Whoa, forgetting the date. Um, all right, so uh, happy Memorial Day, everybody. Um, we have a lot, a lot to talk about. Uh, there was, you know, the Indianapolis 500, Danica Patrick's, la Danica Patrick's last race. There was the UEFA Championship. Congratulations to Real Madrid, Liverpool, and I'm sorry you lost Liverpool. But then you had UFC on Sunday, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, NBA Game 7 for Warriors versus Houston tonight. That's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, Cavalier-Celtics game. Sorry, Celtics. I love you. But Cavs won. Moving on. And NHL tonight as well. Uh, Gold, uh, Vegas Golden Knights versus the Washington Capitals. Game 1 at 5. You can bet your ass I'll be watching that. And I'll be uh, flipping back and forth between the uh, excuse me, uh, the Oakland Warriors, uh, I definitely got my blue and gold on right now. What's up, everybody? How the fuck are we doing? Did you go to Bottle Rock, dude? Did you see yourself some George Watsky? Woo! Uh, we actually made it a little bit to, uh, to Bottle Rock a little bit, and it was actually a lot of fun. Uh, we caught quite a bit of it on uh live streams that that were there people were definitely uh, pirating content so that apparently that's that's a thing now at major festivals like this but that makes sense because you get a few you get what like two hundred thousand hits bam that's cash dude that's cash um there was also i'm checking my i'm looking at my notes right now because you should definitely take notes when when you're developing content um uh, congratulations to Will Power, the winner of the 102nd Indianapolis uh, 500. He's Australian, 37 years old. Uh, I suppose uh, I, I'm going to start with that because Danica Patrick did a lot for women and just people in general that might need to overcome adversity in racing, a which was a, pre a pre predominantly uh, male sport. And I definitely want to go ahead and thank for all of her, all of her work. And, and not just the sport, but using the platform that she had developed over, what, a 15-year career, ma'am? Oh, my God. Let me go ahead and, and, and double-check this. Because I feel the retirement of a great racer and, and someone that won, they're both just important uh, because I think you should never discount when someone leaves a, something that they were brilliant at. Uh because she's eager to leave racing and become a full-time entrepreneur. And what I, I suppose what, what she's wanting to do with her life is probably just do every philanthrop and philanthropical thing that she's ever wanted. Maybe go back to school, maybe learn some new shit, maybe just kind of be a leader and really be able to capitalize on the opportunities that are now before her because eh, racing, I, I, I understand you know, whenever you're, trying to be top level at anything you know there's all these other things that you want to do just go by the wayside so i definitely um i definitely want to thank her for all her hard work um let's see uh she she crashed out of the race unfortunately so you know that's too bad that you go out that way but i mean it's better than let's see how let me see where she placed because I'm looking at the, the uh, placements right now. She she didn't get last, which I guess is you know it's better than being last. But she got thirtieth in her final career start. Patrick uh, recorded only her second. Did not finish DNF at the 500 after a turn two spin, uh, which is too bad. But it was super hot and that two and a half miles was real slick. So 
there was quite a bit of people that uh, spilled out and and got directs. Takuma Sato, uh, Takuma Sato uh, got thirty second. Unfortunately, a defending champion struggled for speed all month, but a crash with James Davison Davison ended ended his day, and James Davison obviously got last. Uh, and Davison was slow most of the day and crashed early. Uh, and there was a few other racers, uh, Sebastian Border, Helio Castro Neves, and Tony Kanan lost control and wrecked. So it's definitely too bad, but uh, for the people that went ahead and finished, uh, congratulations. Let's go ahead and have you uh, keep keep on hammering. Well, power. We'll see you next year. We'll see what happens. Congrats to you, pal. Uh, he became the first driver to ever sweep the month of May, and he gave team owner... Roger Penske, his record 17th Indianapolis 500 win after after leading 59 laps. Congratulations, buddy. Uh, that's definitely a feat. So we can go ahead and move on from there. Um, I actually wanted to go ahead and talk a little bit about Memorial Day and what it, what it can mean. I'm definitely, throughout a lot of the uh, uh, sporting events that I watch, there's always... Uh, veterans this, veterans that, veterans this, veterans that. And that's great, but there's also paramilitary as well. And there's also uh, mental health professionals. And there's also, you know, um, uh, Army Reserves. And, and, and more importantly, people that aren't necessarily heroes in a, in a common manner of speaking. And I and uh, uh, Country Jam or whatever the fuck it's called here in Santa Rosa. Uh, Country Summer, I think it is. Uh, the... Theme is a tribute to heroes, and on the face value, you want you know it, it definitely suggests you know firefighters uh, and people that serve our country, uh, police as well. Um, but I definitely th I, I realized what they were trying to get at because heroes in general can be anybody. Anybody can you know achieve great things with their sphere of influence. So I definitely um, I definitely want to go ahead and thank everyone that has made the playoff se uh, seasons uh, that are that have been really interesting, uh, you know, safe as possible because we're all heroes individually. You never know whose, whose life you just might fucking change. Uh, Memorial day is, it originated in the years following the civil war and became an official federal holiday in 1971. So thank you to all the individuals that serve your countries throughout the entirety of this giant rock floating in space, because we all have to keep each other, uh, safe from harm, I suppose. And uh, that takes me to a topic that I want to touch on. The NFL. Um, I'm disappointed in the National Football League saying that athletes who are from, you know, possibly a disenfranchised peoples, whether you're whatever your ethnic background, uh, that's bullshit. So it, we might just see a, a super a, a pointed season at people that don't care because I guarantee you, I guarantee there's going to be a, the ratings are going to go down by a lot because the NFL is not being reasonable with being able to take care of their own in terms of the intellectual and political landscape. So I definitely want to go ahead and uh, also thank those people that are exercising your constitutional rights as well on Memorial Day and what, wherever you live, uh, whatever the bills and laws Definitely be sure to stand up to bullshit and be sure to voice yourself because the pen is mightier than the sword. I suppose I'd, I'd rather die as a, as a free individual than die a slave. Uh, and there's a, kind of an unofficial history of Memorial Day. In 1868, three years after the Civil War ended, a group of Union veterans established a decoration day for the nation to adorn the graves of the war dead with flowers. A retired Union Major General, John A. John A. Logan, set the date of the holiday for May 30th, and the holiday's first observance was at Arlington National Cemetery. Uh, this is by Subul Chan, and it was released on the 26th, uh, two days ago, um, you can find it on nytimes.com. Uh, sorry, excuse me. Uh, David, David W. Blight, a historian at Yale, has a different account. He traces the holiday to a series of commemorations of the freed uh, black Americans. Hmm. Ha. Huh. Catch that? Black Americans, not African Americans. They're, they're not from Africa. 
they're black Americans. Hmm. Smart. This, uh, this historian is really good at their job. Good job. Uh, Professor Blight, uh, held in the spring of 1865, sorry, commemorations that freed black Americans held in the spring of 1865 after Union soldiers, including members of the 21st United States uh, Colored Infantry, wow, that name needs to fucking change, including members of the 21st United Infantry, United States Infantry, just attach a number, you don't need to, oh, you fucking pricks. Uh, they liberated the port city of Charleston, South Carolina. Digging through an archive at Harvard, Dr. Blight found that the largest of these commemorations took place on May 1st, 1865, at an old race course and, and jockey club where hundreds of captive Union prisoners had died of disease and been buried in a mass grave. The black residents exhumed the bodies and gave them proper burials, erected a fence around the cemetery, and built an archway over it with the words, Martyrs of the Race Course. That's so meta. Some 10,000 black people that staged a procession of mourning led by thousands of school children, carrying roses and singing the Union Anthem, John Brown's Body, Hundreds of black women followed with baskets of flowers, wreaths, and crosses. Black men, including Union infantrymen, also marched. Uh, uh, also marched a children's choir, sang spirituals and patriotic songs, including the Star Spangled Banner. The war was over, and Memorial Day had been founded by African Americans in a ritual of remembrance and consecration. Doctor Blight wrote in a 2011 essay for the New York Motherfucking Times: "The war they had boldly announced." had been about the triumph of their emancipation over a, over a slaveholders' republic. They were themselves the true patriots. Wow. God damn. I mean, yeah, that war was about, you know, about slavery pretty much, so... Wow, the African-American origins of the holiday were later suppressed, Dr. Blight found, by white Southerners who reclaimed power after the end of Reconstruction and interpreted Memorial Day as a holiday of reconciliation, marking sacrifices by white Americans on both sides. Black Americans were largely marginalized in this narrative. And the struggle over memory and meaning in any society, some stories just got lost while others attained mainstream recognition, Dr. Blight wrote. His claim is not universally accepted, however. The fact-checking website Snopes says of the 1865 Remembrance, whether it was the truly first such ceremony and what influence, if any, it might have had on later observances are still matters of contention. Um, I mean, that's a sound argument. I mean, you're not wrong, but dick. What is clear that the, ho the holiday is about freedom, speaking at Arlington National Cemetery on M Memorial Day in 1871, Frederick Douglass, Sir Frederick Douglass, laid to rest what today we could call a false equivalency. The notion that both sides were engaged in righteous struggle. Hmm. We must never forget that victory to the rebellion meant death to the Republic, Doug Douglas said. We must never forget that the loyal soldiers who rest beneath this sod flung themselves between the nation and the nation's destroyers. Wow. Man, that guy could fucking think. Uh, missed, missed in coverage of Jack Johnson, the racism around him. Ooh, man. This is, this is a great article. I don't want to read the whole thing, but it, it's from the Times. So I definitely suggest checking it out. And that's kind of a, a kind of history of Memorial Day that uh, they were kind of, you know, Hydra. What happened to S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, and, and, the, and, uh, and Marvel, uh, how Hydra kind of, took over again that's exact that's exactly what fucking happened uh the the racists just waved the american flag as hard as they could you know for the south to rise again you look like a west texas cheerleader at a pep rally motherfuckers god racism is such bullshit so to everybody that every individual out there whatever you identify as whoever you were born to uh, may, may you indeed have a wonderful uh, Memorial Day. So thank you very much for your sacrifices, whatever they might be. Um, so let's go ahead and move on from that. Uh, UFC Fight Night was amazing. 
uh, the the final decision was uh, stupid for the last fight, Darren Till versus Stephen Thompson. Uh, Till won uh, by a sweeping unanimous decision, and it did not look that way. So I'll go in further into it. Uh, closer it gets to uh, the fights on, uh, I'll probably cover it on Thursday, rather opposed to today, because there's so much to go over, and I don't want to talk about uh, necessarily combat sports right now. Um, all right, so we got that out of the way. All right, uh, I want to actually go ahead and address, um, and speaking about um, militarizing, uh, drones being op- uh, piloted and operated by police. I, def- I, I definitely know people that are not fans of this because, you know, it's almost like we're being spied on and, and privacy is being is is a hot button topic. That's for sure. And that that's definitely sure I can own a drone, but I definitely it definitely makes sense why uh, why uh, why police officers would would certainly be using such tech. Because you never know what's going on in people's property and, you know, meet that quota. Yeah, I'm talking about you guys. Um, and and it, it, it's, it bugs me. Uh, it's not necessarily a practice everywhere, but you definitely need to be sure uh, that if you see drones in the sky that it may not necessarily be friendly. So with the, with the dawn of the police state being more and more aggressive every every single day, I definitely think that uh, if you feel nervous about drones in your area, man, you should probably move out of there because that that place is going to get more and more and more gentrified until being human is obsolete. I'm telling you, man, after Westworld last night, whoo, god damn, the show is getting much and much, and much, much better uh, every, sing- every single episode, so uh, thank you. But again, when you know there's gonna be RoboCop, pretty much speaking of Westworld, we might weren't soon enough. We're gonna get. I mean, if sports arenas that are in more tech savvy areas have you know drones rolling around to keep everybody safe, then more than likely we will see robots in our time in a capacity that is unsettling. So. That's on the horizon. Uh, New Zealand is to kill 150,000 cows. Myocope, sorry, Mycoplasma bovis. uh, So Mycoplasma found in bovine. Found in 2017. The Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, uh, is going to cost $813 million. It's the first time infected uh, country would be able to eliminate MB. Uh, But uh, what happens is the cows develop mess, 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 mess. Tissus? Let's see. Let me Google that really quick. Um, the M word and ammonia and arthritis. So it's essentially a really degenerative, uh, really, 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 really degenerative symptoms. Uh, mastitis is inflammation of the mammary gland and utter tissue and is a major and endemic disease of dairy cattle. Milk secreting tissues and various ducts throughout the udder can be damaged by, bac- bac- by bacterial uh, toxins. Sometimes permanent damage to the udder occurs. So that's gross. You're getting tainted milk, essentially. All your dairy is full of this deadly shit. Or 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 whatever it or whatever the fuck it does to, to the human body. Uh, so I saw that on, on Drudge Report and I could not fucking believe it that you know all these animals were just about to be fucking executed. Because well I mean yeah. Do you want to be, you know, ingesting nasty ass dairy? No, probably not. And and that's certainly uh there that that's certainly one of the topics this uh this this particular Monday uh that 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 I want to touch on on Memorial Day because as as you're eating your meat and grilling and whatnot, you also need to be aware that there's people in this world that don't necessarily have that. Uh, luxury because there might be some really weird shit going on that we can't necessarily prove and whatnot. Um, so, all right, me too. Time's up. Morgan Freeman uh, is being accused, uh, but it sounds like I don't want to go too into it 
but it sounds like it's still developing and, and maybe he just said some things that made people feel uncomfortable or, you know, maybe he was a little drunk or a little buzzed or something and just, don't, you know, uh, I, I don't know, but this is definitely a time where people that people that have been, you know, influences in our lives are certainly being called out for behaviors. So we certainly need to know every, know all the facts before uh, judgment is passed, but and definitely uh, my heart goes out to everyone that is affected by, by these issues. And, and I certainly want to have, I want to be more aware of mental health and maybe uh, there's some head trauma involved, you know, maybe these people got hurt and, and, and more importantly, maybe this hurt was that was a head injury of some kind and TBI traumatic brain injury or cerebral traumatic encephalopathy CTE, these real fucking deal, dude. You have to be really aware that, you know, that one time you hit your head as a kid. Yeah, that's lasting effects. You're not going to recover from that at all. So we also need to be aware that, you know, maybe, maybe we, we should consider more facts and, and medical research before we go lynching people and throwing people in jail and doing this and doing that because what as TBI and CTE research gets better, we'll be able to find out that, oh, right, you skateboarded for years, or, oh, damn, man, you hit your head quite a few times as a kid playing football, whether American or original, yeah, that'll fuck you up. You know, you, you, know, you never know. And and uh, basketball, NBA, again, as I was, I was saying, it, it's getting really good, but I mean, you wonder about some of these guys, how they're aggressive and, and, and just in general, because there's quite a bit of head trauma in, in NBA, and we're definitely going to see a hell of a game seven tonight at six o'clock. Uh, Gold State Warriors versus Houston Rockets. I definitely, I don't know. It's like choosing a, a, a fight. Who should win? Who should? Who do you think is going to win a fight? Um, I mean, game seven. It is literally. I don't want to say a punch's chance, but injury play, uh, plays a big factor. Um, the tension, maybe uh, ball luck. You know what? Whatever can happen with the ball in the court. You, you have to have certainly have to have luck on your side, and. You know the Houston Rockets. They're 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 an aggressive team. I remember a couple playoff seasons ago that uh, James Harden he was pushing people around, dude. He he was definitely giving no fucks about if he was going to cause head trauma or really fuck somebody up with uh, a mean strike, or more importantly, uh, maybe doing some something really explosive and hit someone with your shoulder in the right way. Bam. Your ass is going down, dude, and you can really juke somebody in basketball, and the and then you get hurt. A short basketball, a short basketball player these days is like six three on average. So you know, imagine that distance that you're gonna fall. You can really hurt your hurt your fucking self. So I, I think uh, considering uh, the rebound percentage and the assists and uh, what the leaders, because uh, uh, I'm. 115 to 86 was game six on Saturday. Excuse me. Sorry. I, I, I was further busy this weekend. And if you can keep up that pace, because that's a pace, you can probably be able to capitalize on position on the court. So you can put yourself in, in a in a in a in a more freak uh, in a position where uh, p- point gaining is more frequent, because I think that's indeed the the, uh, the trick with the, with basketball is just make your frequency of of point scoring uh, much more regular than the uh, opposing teams. Sure, that is with most with most sports, but basketball it's un- it's unlike hockey where. There's a lot more going on with hockey. Uh, basketball, you can really pass that ball down the court and, and score some points faster than in hockey because you can't really, you know, throw the puck. <laughs> that was be a fun game. I got Warriors by 10 or more. 
10, 10 or 20 points. That's a large margin, but to win by 10 or 20. Uh, and let's go ahead and check the, the schedule for NBA. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Boston, Cleveland is over. Let's see. I, I apologize. Uh, why, why is... Yeah, because Boston Cleveland wrapped up. And Golden State. Oh, oh, you fucking moron. Um, so I don't really follow basketball, obviously, but I like to follow it when it when it gets really, really good. Well, it's really, really good now because it's almost over. <laughs> you idiot. Uh so I I believe Yeah, it's going to be Cleveland and the Warriors again for the... Yeah, because tonight is for the Western Conference Finals. Eastern Conference Finals was last night. Uh, congratulations again to Cleveland. All right, so it's going to be hopefully Cleveland and the Warriors again. And I... Um, oh, no. I We saw that two years ago. I don't I don't mind seeing that again, but I made a point on a podcast that, you know, I, I called it... I called that you would see probably see that that series again and that'll more than likely go to seven so that that's certainly gonna be a lot of fun uh congrats to both teams sorry celtics you got real fucking close uh getting closer every year so congratulations i'm definitely happy for you um world cup is getting closer and closer and closer I'm very excited uh it starts on uh, uh, let me just go ahead and Pull this up. But it's it's overseen by WADA, so I'm a little nervous about that because World Anti-Doping Agency, well, they're not great. Uh, first game isn't is till isn't till June twenty four uh, June fourteenth, twenty eighteen. So I will spare I will spare you uh, all that right now uh, because we also need to talk about a a lovely. Uh, a lovely event that that occurs every year, and it's definitely one of the most important uh, important causes I think in in the world. Uh, Red Nose Day. It was on May twenty fourth, and and you could have donated all weekend. And so far, it's been fourteen million one hundred twenty six thousand four hundred thirty eight dollars, and counting um, that that has been donated over uh, Memorial Day weekend. And it's certainly a great cause because. Um, you know, you may, you may ask yourself, what is Red Nose Day? And what's with, what was with all the red noses that you saw everywhere? Uh, simply yet powerful, visible, and playful. The red nose has always been our symbol. Brings us together, breaks down barriers, and reminds us the power of laughter. This year, red noses arrive with a touch of silver sparkle because giving children a bright future is something to celebrate. What happens on Red Nose Day every year? The, uh, thousands across America and across the, across the globe. Uh, buy red noses at Walgreens and go to nose to nose to raise awareness and funds to help children in need. Then in late May, the nation comes together to wear our red noses and tune in to NBC for a special night of primetime programming celebrating Red Nose Day. It was hosted by uh, Chris Hardwick. Oh my God. I'm so glad I got to see that guy at uh, San Francisco Sketchfest 2016. Super funny. And more importantly, he gets behind every single at every single event that that he is uh invited to he he's he's all about that philanthropic work because he has a platform the nerdist is uh, i mean you know what it is without even knowing what it is which is kind of why i i followed uh not not stole but duplicated success in terms of nerding and learning because my mission is the name and more importantly it's just fun you're not mad at it uh, my brother Matt, uh, on the way to Skinner, which I'll get to in the moment, I shared it with him, and he asked who developed the logo, and I did. And apparently, I'm pretty good at, at developing uh, graphics, as I, I always have been. But now I've gotten better, and it's it's been a lot. I've been a lot of fun to design T-shirts and whatnot, and really get my brand completely together in my business model. So that way, it's just time come time to really, you know, hit the ground running hard and go on the road and go on tour. 
I'll be able to, I'll have all those contents ready for all of you lovely people that support nerding and learning the podcast. Uh, the history of red nose comic relief launched in the United Kingdom with the goal of using comedy to raise money and help those leading tough lives. The vision creating just a world free from poverty. The movement continues to grow with every fundraiser held TV special aired partner enlisted and red nose sold globally. Red nose day has raised over 1 billion since its launch in the UK in 1988. Uh, and as of 2018 and three years, we've raised hundred million helped 8 million children. So it's definitely a great cause, and and it made me feel better about the state of the world because love actually is all around, is all around, and love actually did a sort of sequel, a ten minute sequel to the film where it was about Red Nose Day with the same cast, and they actually got to kind of continue some threads, maybe conclude some things, or maybe uh, write some super meta content. Uh, but it is, uh, it was my introduction to Red Nose Day and ever since I've been, uh, really supportive of it. And so thank you to everybody, uh, that is in, in support of Red Nose Day. You're doing great work. Um, Leonard Skinner, let's talk about it. Um, I definitely think everyone needs to see Freebird live once, but unfortunately this is indeed their last tour and it was at the shoreline. Uh, thank you to everybody at the shoreline. The restrooms were terrible, however, uh, and it was certainly uh, a mixed audience because there were fights here and there. My brother, Matt, ever being the public servant, decided to break one up. I had to shoot. I had to get in there at one point and I had to put my guard up because I wasn't sure if there was going to be, you know, if I got a bob and weave before I need to, you know, get ready for some street fight and talk. <laughs> but, uh, so bad company. That was great. I didn't realize I needed to hear, uh, uh, quite a, uh, let's see. Let me, let me check real quick. Google, uh, let's see. Bad company. Top songs. Cause they played all the hits. Uh, I feel like making love. Ready for Love was great. Rock and Roll Fantasy, Bad Company, Shooting Star, Good Love and Gone Bad, Silver, Blue, and Gold, If You Need Somebody, Electric Land, Rocksteady, Youngblood, Honey Child, No Smoke Without Fire, uh, a Simple Man by Bad Company on Run With Pack, not uh, Skinner, Can't Get Enough, and The Way I Choose. The, those They played all those songs. And Burning Sky, The, the Sky, that one. Uh, Seagull, apparently, my, my brother Matt, um, he liked the song a lot. Our mommy sang it to us. It was pretty cathartic. Here we go. Sounds like Kenny Wynn Shepard's uh, Blue and Black. Same key. That is definitely something my mother would sing to us. Uh, I think I remember her singing it now, but I, I definitely... She's been dead a while, you know. 2008. Sorry, 2007. Excuse me. Uh, sorry. Uh, so it was a, it was a cathartic evening, you know. You you can't go to a show where you've been listening to uh, the music uh, of that band your whole life. You know, I have my whole literal lifetime. I can attach, you know, Simple Man to a lot of different moments in my life that that are poignant. And I ended up uh, we ended up going with uh, my dad's pal and a and a cat that we grew up with uh, that I've known he's known me since I was in the womb, you know friends with my ma and whatnot. And the drive you know we drove to San Jose from Santa Rosa and beautiful drive, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, smoked a ton of weed and uh, the drive to the shoreline was you know these old guys uh, excuse me older individuals that are a little reluctant to follow tech you know uh, GPS. Uh, Man, it's kind of frustrating because uh, we we nearly missed Bad Company, but it was perfect timing, and we uh, uh, picked up my brother in Berkeley, and 
We got some hooch. <sighs> That's a Scrubs reference for the record. So we get in the car, start chatting, you know, and I'm sitting up front with my pops. Uh, and after my brother got in the car, he doesn't, he doesn't smoke. He's not against uh, plant-based. He eats plant-based, so people that smoke plant-based are okay in his opinion. <laughs> That's one of mine for the record. Uh, we got to San Ho. Beautiful drive to San Jose. And we went ahead and got to... Uh, got We parked by this theater. Great parking spot. You know, we knew exactly where we were in the light. You know, we knew where it was. All right. Anyway, sorry. So... Me, John, Rick, the two that joined us, uh, that kind that we grew up with, and my dad and my brother Matt, uh, we, we're all you know having uh, pre-show shots and beers. So we start heading to the show. Bam, we get there. Uh, my brother Matt treated us to you know drinks and and food because he he he's really successful. He's got a master's, and that and that's why you nerd and learn hard, kids, so you can have a master's and. Have cathartic evenings with your with your younger siblings that may have made questionable decisions throughout the entirety of their life till recently. <laughs> uh, we got drinks, and turns out his card was declined. But he has a ton of money, uh, but the card's just kind of old, so just ran it too quick. But we were already out of there. But the dude told me, so I have to go find him. And Matt didn't believe me, so uh, we're like, "Well, whatever." Eighty-two bucks later. Right, Jesus! Imagine paying that, but it's you know the Shoreline Amphitheater in San Jose. What do you expect? Uh, so we caught Bad Company, caught their songs. It was great, a lot of fun. We ate, you know. Uh, I got I got fried chicken and fries, which was a terrible idea, and kept drinking uh, really tall cans of Coors. My body did not like me the next day, and Bad Company was great. So we went down, tried to use the restroom, couldn't. I don't know why. But it's like those troughs at the Oakland Coliseum, if you've ever been there. Oh, God, it's disgusting. I, I, I can't. I don't know why I can't, do it, can't deal with that, but I can't. So we, we got back up. Uh, we caught the next band. Not going to lie. I was, in, I was barely paying attention because I was more enjoying just kind of chat with everybody. You know, we were just talking about, you know, how Skinner through the years and how we're looking forward to Skinner. And... You know, we had, we enjoyed ourselves quite a bit, and and I definitely would agree with that. So we find it gets sun starts going down. Everyone start starts feeling really really good. Definitely smoking weed. We're having fun, keeping it light. We're chatting, we're laughing, and then it finally happens. Skinner gets up. We got beers again. And we were ready to roll. And I could not believe how funny my brother and I were the whole evening. You know those Muppets that the old guys and uh, the Muppets, old guy Muppets? Well, we grew up, you know, uh, and born in 87. He was born in 1986. And... Uh, we definitely grew up uh, appreciating Jim Henson and all of, and, and his work. Not necessarily the dude, but uh, we we've always managed to maintain a great relationship and be able to make a fuck ton of jokes. And we we intimidate Statler and Waldorf. Oh my god! Because some of the Leonard Skinnerd Leonard Skinnerd lyrics. What's your name, little girl? What's your name? I. Mean, <laughs> and you know come upstairs have a drink of champagne this is a little girl so we were, we were just making a commentary on the lyrics and i realized they're not they're they're really cisgendered they're stuck that's really old guard content and more importantly it kind of it, it's it, uh, leonard skinnard is kind of glam it's like glamorous hip-hop but not if you were to put hip hop lyrics on Skinner's beats, you'd be wondering. This is just like South Southern rap, right? Because their formula, I swear to God, it's all going back to me now. Uh, we we both said to each other, didn't we just hear this at least six times? Because they use this the same circle of fifths, uh, the five corresponding pitches. 
uh, to the key that you're playing in. And they, they, they just repeated their formula and just like a Play-Doh machine, just producing, you know, content that, yeah, it's, it's holds together, but I mean, it's not timeless. So it's probably, it's clear why Skinner is going away. They're not relevant anymore. The fan base is kind of dying and you can't play those songs in this political climate anymore and expect, expect pe- all that many people to show up and like you without them realizing all the, all the stuff I'm saying right now. <laughs> oh, that's so meta. Uh, so we, we, let me keep going ahead here. Uh, we, Skinner kept playing, so then Simple Man came on. Well, I, I cover Simple Man. And my brother said something sweet. He's, he enjoys when, uh, how I cover Simple Man, and uh, he enjoys hearing me play. I don't know if he was buzzed or nothing, but he doesn't, you know, it, it's hard for people in this family to give compliments. I don't know why. But that was sweet. And the whole time we, we linked arms, and then our dad showed up, and you know, he, he got some booze he didn't need. I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> and uh, we, we just kind of just just sang along and appreciated Simple Man. And, you know, it's uh, it, it was nice to share that with my brothers. It was really cathartic. So if, if you've ever lost anyone, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Being able to share that with someone is real. It's, it was real special. And, and I'll never forget that moment in my life ever. Because that's certainly a moment that was, uh, it was too sweet. Oh. So uh, they, uh, they played, and then, you know, we hugged, we hugged each other. Like, all right, I love you. I love you, too. Blah, blah, blah. So end of the, uh, they end the set. I forget with what, they, with what they ended it. And then they come back for, for Encore. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing... I'm guessing you know what song they they would play for uh, for their encore because it's kind of mandatory if if you're if you're playing Skinnerd. I'm telling you, man, everybody knows this fucking song. Now you can listen to it, sure, but seeing it live, the light show was amazing. Um, I don't I didn't realize that I needed to see that because. I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe someone slipped me something, but it was fucking beautiful. And I, I, uh, had, I was using my beer can as a guitar and just kind of rocking out. And then this gentleman, just out of nowhere, you know, kind of, we're just like kind of hanging out, just rocking. Looked like a younger version of me. Uh, he had, he had a stone and, and he handed it to me, a stone IPA, and I, I took a swig. And it tastes a little funny. Turns out his name was Nate. He's 21. He was there with his girlfriend and his parents. I said, what was in that? He said, and, he, and, he said, and he looked at me and smiled. Oh, yeah, that was some acid. <laughs> Not much, apparently, but I was wondering, because uh, the next day I was wondering, because everything was really colorful and really pretty, and I was in a great fucking mood. I only got like four hours of sleep, because I was up till 3.30. I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> So we're rocking out. Freebird was 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 dope as shit. It was amazing, and uh, Nate took a picture for my for uh, of all of us together. And uh, uh, after the show was over, we make our way out. Me, I got anxiety, so I literally ran outside. Probably, you know, was a little rude, but fuck him. And I waited for my brother. All right, my brother. Waited for John. All right, we got John. Waited for Rick. All right, we got Rick. Where's Dad? You remember that drink that he didn't need that I was telling you about? Yep. Turns out my my father and John ran into a couple cats they knew. I'll put it that way. And then they uh, uh, dad got lost. So we we end we you know uh, me Matt Rick and John we end up all going back to uh, to the car and waiting. Well, in San Jose, Google is in San Jose. This is a great ad for, for uh, Google right now. Uh, Google, had, they have Google bikes everywhere. You just pick a bike up, you ride it for, how, for however long, then, then you drop it. So Matt and I, we, we took these Google bikes, and we rode around trying to find my father. One hour later, I'm trying to track him down, trying to call him. He had no idea where he was. Man, he certainly wasn't sober. I found him. 
We finally got back to car. Matt had to drive back to Oakland because he lives in Oakland from San Jose. And then dad drove from uh, Oaktown back to Santa Rosa. I had to stay awake the whole time because I, I certainly couldn't have, couldn't have drove. And he, he certainly shouldn't have been driving. I mean, because, you know, when he got up at six and, and it's that late, it was about one. He was, he was tired. He sobered up, but he was tired. And that was certainly, uh, the whole evening was worth my time because I got to share something with my father and my brother that I think people that are serving their countries right now would have liked to have shared, but they can't because, you know, they're tour of service. Wherever and however they're serving, you know, I'm certainly reminded, um, they certainly reminded everyone, Skinner did, that, you know, thank your troops, thank the troops. They were clearly just talking about America, but why not thank all troops for keeping the peace? There are, there are a lot of instances that we don't know that are, that are occurring and there's a lot of peacekeeping being held. So, Skinnerd, totally worth my time. Thank you to my father. Thank you to Live Nation, more importantly. Live Nation, you're great. Uh, thanks to Google for having those Google bikes and, and making the city of San Jose even that much more accessible and that much more wonderful to go visit and and be a part of because uh, I, de- I definitely want to... Uh, get, give my thanks to what made my night so awesome. Uh, so I ended up getting home, and uh, th- this is even more relevant. Um, you know, poured some wine, sat down, kissed my fiance, and continued watching some Punisher. Punisher is so fucking hard to watch when you're high on LSD uh, because a lot of people are dying. <laughs> And and that's the uh, that's the absolute worst part about uh, about IPs that are based uh, that are largely ingratiated with veterans and and what veterans go through. If you haven't seen Marvel's Punisher on Netflix, you definitely need to. Uh, it's great art, but it's certainly uh, upsetting. So go into it in, in a capacity that you'll be okay uh, with uh, with uh, you know maybe being a little upset. Uh, a little, it'll make you a little upset and you'll cry. Uh, definitely when the white buffalo is playing uh, behind uh, as, as the soundtrack to a brutal scene where John Bernthal is killing the shit out of some dudes. <sighs> Fucker brutal. But that's the sacrifice people make, folks. Don't don't dismiss your your local citizens that, you know, that some gave, all gave some, some gave all, right? Uh, Semper Fi, Semper Fidelis. Uh, for to all my to all the people out there, uh, much love and uh, definitely have drive safe from Bottle Rock. Drive safe from wherever you were camping. Drive safe from whatever sporting events you you are deciding to go to. Enjoy Game Seven and enjoy the Stanley Cup playoffs that happen tonight. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights versus Washington Capitals. You know I'm going to talk about this a little bit. Uh, game One. At five in an hour and a half. Sorry, uh, yeah, an hour and a half. My pick, Washington, for game one. Uh, Washington by one or two. Vegas by by two or three. That's what I think for game one. I'm gonna do a little. I'm gonna do a bonus episode tomorrow. But I certainly need to get going because I there are things that I need to do. Thank you for hanging out, everybody. I love the shit out of you. Maybe I'll just do like a, a sports episode specifically. Um, uh, nerdin' sports, maybe. Something like that. Sports nerdin'. Maybe, there you go. Sports nerdin' learning. That'd be kind of cool. Anyway, uh, y'all are the best. You all are the best. Oh, boy. Uh, thanks again to all of the troops on this giant rock and space that we call Earth. And definitely be sure to keep on hammering. Um, I'm doing a, a new push-ups uh, challenge, 2,000 push-ups by August 18th, my wedding day. Uh, but I'm, I'll probably get ahead. I'll, I'll I'll definitely beat it because I did 200 push-ups today, and that put me at 1788 because I did uh, 100 112 yesterday. Sorry, 102. Yeah. Um, I'm, that puts me at 1788. Maybe my math's wrong. I'm a little baked. 
I'm going to go smoke some more weed, though. All right, everybody. I love you. Here's some more Watsky to close out the show. Bye.